Below the audio line, I have a picture of Jocelyn Wade, wife of Nathan Wade, who is presently prosecuting Trump in yet another kangaroo court. I also have a picture of Fanny Willis. Wade is leaving Joycelyn for Fanny. And if you look at the pictures, well, I'll try to make this make sense. Welcome to the Political Party Pooper Playbook. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking up ways to poop on empty suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. This is indeed the P4B. I'm your host, the elastic and erudite Matt Jordan. Today we're going to talk about cultural suicide, Claudine Gay, and other jackasses. First, let's dispense with Claudine forever. Most people are breathing a sigh of relief that Gay was fired from her perch as president of Harvard for her ignorant two-faced testimony in front of Congress. Her plagiarism was the fig leaf the university and the wealthy corporation behind it needed to finally shit-can her. Yay! But that was just a crappy bone they threw you to get you off the scent. Her presidency was just a prestige post she scooped up as a diversity hire. She is still a professor. A woman with her lack of intellectual scruples, who by ill-gotten credentials is supposed to be objective, still holds a professorship with the wag of a finger, she can, and absolutely will, destroy a career and end the life's work of anyone who disagrees with her racist worldview. Well, that if they attend Harvard anyway. The woman teaches false doctrine. She is among the chief promoters of DEI and other race-obsessed doctrines that keep this nation in a perpetual rerun of Room 222. White people stupid. White men hopelessly stupid. Only minority races know what is good and right. And the most refined wisdom comes from minority children and women. While I will grant you, I know a boatload of stupid white people. They aren't stupid because they're white. In most cases, they're stupid because they listen to race hustlers like Claudine Gay. This would be opposed to sources like Thomas Sewell or Dave Chappelle or me. But Claudine belongs nowhere near a position where she can affect the lives of students. I've always said that I could write full-time and I'd be willing to do it for free. Well, I'm full-time, and I'm doing it for free. <laughs> it doesn't feel as purely good as I thought it might. It is a labor of love, I promise. But I wouldn't mind picking up a few shekels and yen, you know, a little beer money. So, keep me motivated. There are two ways you can support the P4B directly. One is by visiting Poe River where you can find P4B gear 
and all kinds of other cool stuff. The other way is by smashing the button provided just above the final segment. To be sure, not everyone can afford to support a podcast. If you would be kind enough to hit the share button whenever you visit, that too would go a long way in supporting my work. But really, you know, beer money. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. More Orwellian unremembering. It's the trite people like Gay Petal that speaks directly to the next subject. Fortunately, this segment marks a small victory for normal people over the woke mob of perpetual 12-year-olds. I've spoken of the imbecilic nonsense of base renaming and statue destruction before. Specifically, I hit it in two posts in 2023. Both are linked in the text below the audio line. This was a two-part series about vandalizing of sculpture and desecration of graves endorsed by our present band of political whores. If you don't know the crime committed at Arlington National Cemetery, these posts are both worth a visit. Sadly, not enough normal people spoke up. So the 12-year-olds won that one. The sculpture is gone. Race as an issue in this country is being exacerbated. And the graves are being desecrated probably as we speak. Following the lead of bitchy lefty man buns and shrews, the federal government decided to unremember history by renaming military bases to exclude in the interest of inclusion anyone who fought for the Confederacy. Not to be outdone, the knuckleheads who run Arlington National Cemetery decided they wanted to play the game too. Thus, the two posts I linked to. While the Arlington grave desecration is by far the worst of the offenses committed in this vein, it pales in stupidity to what I reveal now. The fight to cancel William Penn in Pennsylvania. Boys and girls, I've chronicled some of the most moronic examples of the woke mob throughout this substack. I've spoken about the culture that is quickly cashing in on the national mental disease. I've laughed at gays supporting Hamas. But this is the Mac Daddy of woke absurdity. Thanks to the outcry of normal people, the National Park Service has withdrawn a plan to remove the William Penn statue from Welcome Park in Philadelphia. The park and statue are on the site of get this, William Penn's former home in Philadelphia. Because of their obvious ignorance of history, a group of shrews and man buns at the National Park Service decided that because he wore a tricorn hat, Penn must be one of those old racist white people we're supposed to hate now. And since Native Americans, after Penn's time were mistreated on occasion in the colonies, the statue should be replaced by Indian stuff. Lesson one for the 12-year-olds. Penn founded a province that was dedicated to friendly and cooperative relations with indigenous peoples. That later, 
Some Pennsylvanians behaved like mouth-breathing billy-bobs to those tribes, is no reflection on Penn. The perpetual 12-year-olds would have no way of knowing this because history began around the time they reached puberty. Anything before that time is just not important enough to really understand, as demonstrated in the links I mentioned. For now, after some real tap dancing by the National Park Service, the statue stands. But I can assure you, that won't be the last we hear of it. The shrews and the man bonds who first farted out this idea are having hissy fits as we speak. They will float the idea again. Why should you care? Let's revisit the Arlington National Cemetery insanity. We remember our history through our memorials, the good and the bad, especially the contested. Statues and monuments are intended to spark questions, in young minds in particular. The Civil War, more than any other moment in American history, demands our understanding. 620,000 people died in that conflict. Not all Union soldiers were honorable. Remember Fredericksburg. Not all Confederate soldiers were scoundrels. There were brilliant and heroic feats accomplished on both sides. And the soldiers don't start the wars. Political whores do. It is up to the soldier to bear the greatest pain of the political failures. Whole families were wiped out on both sides. In Van Cleve, Mississippi, one family lost all the males of fighting age throughout the extended family. The monuments not only service as a source of questions, leading to answers, they are always intended to soothe the hurt felt by families and towns throughout the country. We care through our remembrance. The sculpture I mentioned at the beginning of this piece was an amazing work intended to stand as a symbol of reconciliation. It has garnered praise from people of all racial and political stripes. That is, until the 12-year-olds decided for themselves and in their empty vanity that it was something ugly. If you do a deep dive through the links I provided and those I cited, you'll find that the man buns and shrews involved in the Arlington desecration were also accomplished mind readers. They claimed to know what the monument's creator was thinking, even better than the artist himself did. With zero evidence, they claimed he was glorifying slavery. The 12-year-olds claim that no slave went to war with plantation owners. They did, as demonstrated in the links. They claim the mammy wasn't loyal. Well, call it what you want, but many, possibly most, mammies gave as much or more love and care to the children in their charge than the children's own mothers did. They were integral to the lives of those children. But that doesn't fit the narrative of the 21st century man bun. To him slash her, all historical issues are one-dimensional, which is to say the vapid fixation of the feeble-minded. The Union good, Confederate bad. I can't even hardly spell nuance. I failed to mention that the monument the regime just destroyed 
was privately funded as a memorial for the dead mourned. To have done away with that particular work legitimately, that reality of funding would have had to have been addressed. It wasn't. The man buns got away with another act of vandalism backed by the political horse. In this case, because the people at ANC wanted their 15 minutes too. This kind of institutionalized unremembering, along with the invasion of foreigners, few of whom possess critical skills, will be our cultural undoing, cultural suicide. We are diluting our American identity and our knowledge of our history. Do-gooders encourage those who come here to not assimilate. We will regret this. The power brokers, creating chaos for their own benefit, will rejoice in it until they turn on each other. Then who knows if there will be anyone with the requisite wit to put it all back together again. The knowledge required to do so is being erased. The DA made a sex poopy. Below the audio line, I have a picture of Jocelyn Wade, wife of Nathan Wade, who is presently prosecuting Trump in yet another kangaroo court. I also have a picture of Fannie Willis. Wade is leaving Joycelyn for Fannie. And if you look at the pictures, well, I'll try to make this make sense. First, his firm's getting serious money, hundreds of thousands of dollars from the DA's office. He's getting 700 k a year for his gig Fannie got him in the Trump circus trial. His firm paid for all the trips he, quote, took her on. For that kind of bread, I guess most of us would risk dating the big mean girl. But you can't claim to be legit when your secret boyfriend gets the gig. These people are the embodiment of the corruption and selfishness they pretend to abhor. They play at law and governments the way toddlers play house. They are not real adults, but the damage they do is real. Sugar boom boom, I'm chasing dragon. This dragon's got my hand. Sugar boom boom, I'm robbing people, but I'm an honest man. Sugar boom boom, I'm chasing dragon. This dragon's got my hand. Sugar boom boom, I'm robbing people, but I'm an honest man. Let me tell you straight up, homie, this story's not rehearsed. Don't my share of the rogas, but. Coming soon. In the next day or two, I will feature information I've been gathering about the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO. You need to pay attention to what these people are planning. The next episode will discuss how the UN, not our government, will regulate speech around the globe. They plan, with the help of Meta, that's Facebook, and Alphabet, Google, 
to bypass our government and control what you are allowed to say. It's long past time we ejected the UN from our shores and disengaged from all of their nonsense. Keep an eye out for this episode. Better yet, subscribe so you don't miss one. It's free for full content, video, audio, print, everything. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to poriverproductions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.